Ah, Hare Krishna. Uh, welcome to our Sunday Bhagavatam class. Uh, here we go. Oh, one second. I want to actually close that door. So, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So, um, today we begin with uh, First Canto, Chapter 14, text 25, to go back. And we're going to get Yudhisthira's questions about all the family in Dwarka. Of course, he kind of knows that Krishna's gone, but he's just sort of going through the formality of asking about them. So, Yudhisthira Uvacha, Kachit Anartha Puryang Naha Sajana Sukamasate Madhu Bhoja Dashar Harha Satvatandaka Vrishnaya. So, Yudhisthira said, and Kachit uh, begins just whether it's asking a question, like, is it the case that Kachit uh, Anartha Puryang Naha? Is it that uh, Anartha Puryang? Anartha is the area around Dwarka. That's a geographic name, Anartha. And Puryang, that means in Anartha Puri. Uh, in the city, in the Anartha city, our uh, Naksajana, our, our relatives, our people, uh, Asate, are they happy? Are they, are they happy? Are they living happily? Are they still happy? Madhu Bhoja. And then he, he names uh, all these uh, Yadu clans. The Madhu, Bhoja, Dasharha, Arha, Sattvaka, Andaka, uh, and the Vrishnis, Vrishnayaha. So I wanted to point out a political fact that uh, there was something unique about the Yadu dynasty. Uh, even materially or politically, you could say, in terms of its political organization that made it different from almost all other kingdoms of the time. Uh, for one thing, it wasn't technically a kingdom. You may remember that uh, Yadu himself was a son of Yayati, and the father, Yayati, cursed uh, all those whose sons who would not give him their youth temporarily so he could enjoy after he was cursed by uh, Shukra, Shukracharya, because Yati married Shukra's daughter, Devayani, but then had an affair with Sharmishta. And so the father-in-law cursed him uh, to become old because clearly he had this affair because he still kind of, you know, considered himself attractive and wanted to be, and was, and, and wanted that attractive girl. So he suddenly became old, so then he wanted to trade his old age with the youth of one of his sons, uh, saying that, you know, but at the end you'll get your youth back. They didn't want to do it, and so uh, he gave them different punishments. So in the case of Yadu, his son Yadu, the punishment was that um, his followers, he and his followers would never be kings. They would merely be princes. So that was the Yadu dynasty. Now, what's interesting about the Yadu dynasty, apart from that, 
another point that makes them unique historically is that um, there are many clans. I mean, some of them are mentioned here. I mean, there's Madhu, Boja, Dasharha, Arha, Satvaka, Satvata, Andaka, Vrishnis. So there's seven of them mentioned just here. And there's others, of course, the Kukuras and the Andaka. So, in fact, uh, last night I was just reading the Bhagavatam, said that there were actually 101 Clan. So you don't hear about the, that regarding, for example, the Kurus. The Kurus are just the Kurus. They have a king, and it's a dynasty. It's a nation. Same thing for the Panchalas, although it's temporarily divided by the uh, mischief of Drona. But um, in the case of the Yadus, there are 100, 101 clans. So it's, it's really it's not so much a nation or a kingdom as it is a confederation which is interesting. And that's the dynasty in which Krishna chose to appear. I should really get a cup here because uh, it's kind of like a bar scene when I have to drink out of this bottle. But anyway, so politically they were kind of unique. And um, of course at different times they became united when they had to. For example, it's described that Krishna's grandfather, Shura Sena, who, whose son, is he has well he has a son uh Vasudeva who is Krishna's father so Surasena is the grandfather of uh Krishna and also his daughter is Kunti whom he gave to his cousin Kunti Boja but still genetically it's his daughter and Kunti of course so as we'll see later in these verses, uh, the Pandavas look upon Shura as their maternal grandfather. And so both Krishna and, uh, and the Pandavas share this grandfather, Shura Sena, who united the Yadus uh, and established his own capital in the city of Mathura. And interestingly, at the time of these events, in the Bhagavatam, uh, Shura is still in this world. And that's and you'll see that uh, Yudhisthira is going to ask about him. So that's Yudhisthira's first question. Then he says, Shuro. Then he immediately asks about Shura. Matamaha, our maternal grandfather. Shuro Matamaha Kachit Swastyaste. Is he doing well? Is he doing well? Vatamarisha. Uh, and he's described as Marisha, a very respectable person, a very honorable person. Matulak Sanujak Kachit Kushalyana Kadundabi. And he asks about just as Shura is his maternal grandfather for Yudhisthira, so Vasudeva, Krishna's father, is his Matula, his maternal uncle. So, and my maternal uncle, Sanuja, uh, with his younger brothers, because Vasudev had younger brothers, Kachit Kushli Anakadundubi. And, and so another name for Vasudev was Anakadundubi. Uh, and so, is he doing well? How is he doing? Vasudev. Then he asks, uh, Sapta, Swasara, Tatpa, you know, his wives are seven sisters. So not only Devaki, who was famous, but there were also, she had six sisters. And Vasudev took responsibility for all of them. Matulanyak, 
Sahatmajah, which was not, I mean, bigamy, or, or I'm sorry, not bigamy, polygamy is something that's not possible nowadays. If we look back on it in those days, not as something I'm recommending for today, because it's absolutely not going to happen. Uh, but these are great souls that knew Krishna. And one may presume souls were not very attached to this world. So to be in a situation where, uh, let's say for these ladies, that uh, sometimes marriage can be joyful, sometimes it can be very oppressive. And so you know, I'm not, again, recommending it for you, but it did give these ladies a lot of freedom. It gave them a lot of, they weren't just you know lying around some like uh, Arabic harem or something. They had a lot of freedom. They had their own lives and they were protected. So uh, again, not recommending it for day today, but uh, we shouldn't look down on it back then. So matulanyak sahatmaja asate sasnusha. And how are all they? How are all? Uh, how are they all doing uh, with their daughters-in-law? Kshemang Devaki Pramukaswayam. So these ladies who are headed by Devaki. So Kachit Rajahuko Jivati. So it's interesting because here Yudhisthira calls Ahuka. Ahuka was actually the name of Ugrasena's father, but he's also called Ahuka. And so he says, Raja, technically, again, the Yadus weren't kings, but still, Yudhisthira gives him the honor of a king, calls him Raja, because practically, I mean, apart from the technical aspect, he was a king. He functioned exactly like a king. He was recognized as a king. So Kachit Raja Ahuko Jivati is, is uh, Ugrasena still living. Asatputro, he had a bad son. Of course, the bad son is Kangsa. Asatputro, Asya, Januja, and how is his younger brother, who is Devaka, the father of Devaki, and therefore Krishna's maternal grandfather? Krishna's paternal grandfather is Shurasena. Krishna's maternal grandfather is Devaka. And then other people, Radhika, uh, Sasuta with his son, Akura, Jayanta, Gada, Sarana. So we don't know these people very well. They're, of course, all relatives of Krishna. They don't play a very prominent role in the Bhagavatam, but they are family members who are mentioned here. And uh, Krishna sometimes is called Gadagraja which means the older brother of Gada. So that was the younger brother of Krishna. Asate Kushalan Kachit, are they all doing well? Jecha Shatru Janade, and then Shatrujit, etc. Kachirate Sukang Rama, is Rama living happily? Of course, Balaram, Bhagavan, he is Bhagavan, he's the Lord Satvatang Prabhu, the Lord of the Satvatas, which means the Lord of the devotees. So, Pradyumna Sarva Vrishninang. So, among all the Vrishnis, is Pradyumna living happily? Pradyumna Sukhamasate Maharata, the great warrior, Gambhira Rayoni Rudha, and the one with the great dexterity and great deep power, Anirudha. How is he doing? Vardhate Bhagavanuta. Are they all prospering, literally? Vardhate. 
the Sushena's Charudeshna's Cha, again, we don't know these people so well. Sudashena's Charudeshna's Cha, Sambo, Jamba, Vati, Sutta, Jamba, Vati, San, Samba, Anyecha, Karsni, Pravara, and others who are the best of the sons of Krishna, which they are called Karsnis from the word Krishna. They are sons of Krishna. Saputra, Rishavadaya, with their sons, uh, Rishava, etc. So, Tataivanu Chara Shore, and also exactly the same way, the followers of Krishna. Krishna is called Shori, here Shore of Shori. The followers of Krishna, Shuta Devo, Devadeha, such as Shuta Deva, Udava, Udava, etc., Sunanda Nanda, Shirsnanya. Shirshanya, uh, leaders such as um, Sunanda and Nanda, Jaychanya, Satatarshava, and all the other uh, leaders among the Satvatas, the devotees. Apiswastyasate Sarve, are they all doing well? Rama, Krishna, Bhujasaya, they're at the shelter of Rama and Krishna's arms. So the, the arms of Ram and Krishna protected them. Apismaranti kushalang asmakam. Do they remember us? Do they remember our well-being? Are they, you know, concerned about us and how we are doing? Badhasohada, uh, because we are all bound in loving friendship. So Yudhisthira is kind of, and of course one can presume that Arjun was answering. So. But here in this literary work, the Bhagavatam, we just have a long series of questions, presumably an actual conversation after each question, Arjun would say, oh, yes, he's doing well or he's not doing well. Or The real fact is that they've, uh, you know, the Yadus are going to eliminate themselves from the earth. Krishna, it's mentioned in the 11th canto of the Bhagavatam that at a certain point, Krishna reflected that I have removed the burden of the earth by arranging to kill or have killed uh, all the asuras that invaded the earth, but there's still a burden on the earth, which is my own dynasty, the Yadus. It's like, for example, let's say there's some civil unrest or some violence somewhere that where the uh, local police or sheriffs can't handle it, so the National Guard may be called in. But once the disturbance is controlled, the National Guard doesn't just stay there and occupy the city. So in the same way, now that the Yadus came down, these very powerful souls came to the earth, and they uh, worked with Krishna to eliminate the Asuras. And uh, so once that was done, they have to leave because they are they were more powerful than human beings. And if they remained on the earth, <clears throat> they themselves would become a problem. Just as if a National Guard remains in a town, they become the problem. I'll probably get a glass for these glasses. So I don't have to do this big bottle. So, uh, so th they're all going to be gone, but still Yudhisthira is going through all these questions. And finally, Bhagavan P. Govinda, and especially Bhagavan Govinda, Brahmanya, so kind to the Brahmins, Bhaktavatsala, affectionate toward the devotees, Kachit Pure Sudharma Yang, Sukhamaste Suhid Is he doing well? 
surrounded by his well-wishers in the city, of course that means Dorka, Sudharmayam, in their great assembly hall called Sudharma. Is he doing well? So Krishna is pictured here by Yudhisthira as a great legislator and leader in Dwarka. Mangalaya cha loka nang chimaya cha bhavaya cha aste yaru kulambo dhav adyonanta sakak puman. So uh, for the welfare of the Mangala, for the welfare of the worlds, Mangalaya cha loka nam. Shimayacha, Bhavayacha, for their security and for their prospering. Aste Yadukulambodhau, he remained in the uh, ocean of the Yaru dynasty, of the Yaru family. Adyo, the original person, the origin of everything. Ananta Sakak, uh, whose friend is Ananta, Balaram, Puman, the supreme person. Yadbahu Danda Gupta Yang Sapur Yang Yadavarchita. So, in uh, his own city, Dwarka, which is protected by the, like the the uh, the Dandas, the staffs, these of his arms. So his arms are like these weapons that protect his own city, and the Yadus are honored within that city. Kridanti Paramanandam Mahapodushika Yuva. And in that city they enjoy themselves, they play, uh, and they experience the highest bliss uh, as like great personalities. So again, you just are going through all these statements and questions. We can imagine. So, yet pada shushushana mukya karmana satyadayo dhyashta sahasra joshitaha nirjitya sankhye trita shang sadashisho haranti vajrayuda vallabhochita. So, translation here is Prabhupada's translation simply by administering comforts at the lotus feet of the Lord, which is the most important of all services. The queens at Dwaraka, headed by Satyavama, induced the Lord to conquer the demigods. Thus the queens enjoy things which are prerogatives of the wives of the of Indra, the controller of the thunderbolt. And Prabhupada's purport talks about these different personalities. So, and, and then he goes on. I mean, he continues to talk about these different yadus and so on and ask questions, of course, in this literary presentation, not really waiting we don't get Arjuna's answers, but our, the Yudhisthira is just speaking like this. So um, when Krishna when Krishna comes down, uh, he comes surrounded by a family. So to have a family uh, is natural. We have families in this world, and of course, unfortunately, we're in the material world. And therefore, before our eyes, we see family members aging, uh, leaving this world, separating, and so on. So we experience in this world the pleasure, in a sense, of family, the comfort, the security of having a good family. But it all uh, disintegrates in this world before our eyes. And then we have to leave. Everyone's number is called and then we have to leave 
So it's interesting that Krishna, when he appears in this world, he manifests this large family. They live in an amazing, beautiful city, very probably the richest city in the world at the time, undoubtedly the richest city in the world. And they have all these relationships and friendships. And when you study history, of course, most people don't study history, but if you think about any historical period, you could, for example, uh, I was out for a walk yesterday. I'm in Southern California, so it's it's a Mediterranean climate. The uh, the flora, the uh, you know the the way it looks. For I was, I was thinking it looks uh, in in some ways very much like uh, certain parts of Spain, central to southern Spain which of course was part of the Roman Empire and uh, settled by the Visigoths at a certain point. But anyway, I was thinking that if you take any point in history, I just happened to be musing yesterday about Roman Spain. But if you take any place in any time in history, uh, you know, you read about the kings and the battles and the conquests and, you know, all these dramatic events, but most of the time, uh, there were people just living there. They had families. They were concerned about their sons and daughters being married, and there were marriages, and there were events, and they had you know, cousins and brothers and sisters, and they got together on holidays, and they would sing and dance. And so you read history and just hear about a lot of time wars and territorial conquests, but actually, they were real people. They were real people who cared about many of the same, basically the same things that people care about nowadays. They were concerned about their finances. They were concerned about, you know, fixing up their houses, repairing, you know, the kitchen, or, you know, maybe going to on vacation, swim in the river. And, you know, of course, they're very attached to their children, taking care of elderly parents friends, you know, friends they went to school with. So these are real people. And yet they're not only gone, they've been gone for thousands of years. And um, the time is coming actually very soon when we will be gone for thousands of years. So right now, of course, we'll be somewhere else. It's not, I mean, even the people who were in Spain, let's say 2000 years ago, uh, you know, they're still, well, some of them might have become devotees and gone back to Godhead, but, you know, they're still around. They're just in different bodies. So that is the, uh, the problem. That's the problematic situation we're in that um, now it's ironic that now for this brief time, we think we are the real people because we're in the present. Somehow we own reality because we are in the present right now. Uh, but actually, we are going to be history very soon. I mean, we'll all be gone. And so, therefore, the conclusion is that it's in our interest to take seriously our spiritual life. Because this really is something like, you could say a dream, or of course, they don't use this analogy in Bhagavatam for obvious reasons, but it's like a movie. We're just kind of 
everyone starring in their own little movie and the movie ends. And so if someone goes into a theater to watch a movie or watches it online or something, then uh, you better have a life outside the movie because the movie ends and you need to have a life which is not the movie. So in the same way, we all have our positions that we play, our roles that we play in this world for the short time we're here, but we need to have a real life. We need to have a real life and simply living based on your material body, that's not exactly a real life. I mean, it is real, obviously, but it's temporary. So what do you do when the movie ends? What do you do when the curtains close? You know, what's your, what is our permanent life? What is our eternal life? That's what we should be thinking about. And that, of course, is why we practice Krishna consciousness, because as we know, we are all eternal. <clears throat> and um, But it's no good being eternal if you identify with your body. Well, it's still good because it means even if, you know, by my stupidity, I identify completely with the body and therefore die, uh, I don't really die. So uh, the fact that we're eternal saves us from our own foolishness. So, um, hence the necessity of taking our Krishna conscious practice seriously. You get what you pay for in bhakti yoga and pretty much everywhere else. So um, it's up to us how much effort we want to put into it. And if we put in a very sincere effort, then we will get the rewards. It's funny because like in high school, you know, some people are popular and some people are not very popular socially. And, uh, and uh, I mean, we all know that sometimes, for example, like in high school or even middle school, there are certain kids who are sort of good looking at that age and very popular on top of the social scene, but then a few years pass and they're, they're not. So, um, you know, they're sort of like these uh, one hit wonders where they, they're popular for a little time. And then, so in the same way, uh, it, oh, people that should be watching the class are sending me messages. Anyway, um, so we may be successful in the material world, but that's not going to last. That's just like being popular in high school, but then kind of crashing when you get out of high school. So we really should be focused. And, and the people that are successful may not have been popular in high school, but they did the work. They studied seriously, they were ambitious, and then they actually become important in life. So in the same way, um, being popular in this temporary, increasingly crazy world is not really the point. The point is to do the real work and then to um, have real success, which is spiritual Krishna consciousness. So, I will stop there and let's see if there are any questions today. Thank you all for showing up.
I miss a question, I'm sure Anandali will tell me about it. Uh, that's nice where the verses are posted as they come up. I don't see any questions, so it looks like it looks like uh, I'm a free man right now. Oh, here's a question from Padmalochana. Is there one family or familiar wife of Krishna that plays a prominent position? Well, Rukmini is prominent, Sajjabhama. Yeah, I'd, I'd say those are the two that I can think of immediately. And they're opposite. Sajjabha, uh, Rukmini is kind of takes a humble role with Krishna, Satyabhama, the opposite. So those two, or especially I'd say Rukmini is probably the most prominent queen, also Satyabhama and others. So thank you all again. I didn't see any questions. And um, I guess that will be it. Uh-oh. Is typing something. I wonder if she's. Oh, she confirmed that she can't finish any questions either. Okay, so thank you all very much, and I hope we'll be together again next Sunday. All right, Krishna.